0: Back. It, is, it is. Well, good well, morning, good church. How's it going, everybody? everybody? It's another, it's another glorious, glorious Sunday, Sunday here at Pottstown Bible, Bible Church. Let, Let me start, start off, off with reading a scripture. Find rest, rest, O my, my soul, soul, in God alone. My hope, my hope comes, comes from, him. from him. He alone, he alone is my, my rock, rock and my salvation. salvation. He is my, is my fortress. fortress. I will, I will not, not be shaken. shaken. Psalms 62, 5 through sixty. All God's God's people people said. said. Amen. Amen. So, will you stand with me? Let's do a little calisthenics in the morning. We're going to take a deep breath. I'm going to praise the one and only Heavenly Father. So, uh, turn to the person next to you and give him a little. How you doing? How you doing? Greet him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell him that you're happy to be in the house of the Lord. So, before I call the ushers forward, I'm going to uh, give you a praise report. And this this has got got to be the the best best news that that I have ever heard in my life. And it involves involves the guy guy that that sits sits here. here. For a few months, months we've we've been been missing missing a band member member and a brother. And And God has brought brought him him back back to us. us. Let's give give God God a hand. Brian, we love you so much. We're so happy that you're here today. You truly are a working, walking miracle of God. One more time, give give God a hand. So I'd like to ask the ushers to come forward this time. Finding myself at a loss for words, and the funny thing, it's okay. The last thing I need is to be. I've been doing this for close to 40 years, and I've never been afraid on stage, never, never had stage fright. For some reason, I feel very anxious, like something is about to happen, something, someone's gonna show up, or something is about to happen. And I don't know why, I just wanted to share that with you, that I'm I'm up here, I'm jumping out of my skin. I know the Lord loves me and I love the Lord and He has surrounded me with family and friends that I don't deserve I'm a wretched sinful man and I do not deserve His grace or His mercy I don't deserve to be standing here praising Him because I'm not worthy But somehow God has placed me here. And I'm going to do my best to please Him. Because that's who I'm singing for. I'm singing for my Father. So, will you join with me? We're going to sing a song. one more more time time. so So greet greet the person person on on the other other side side of you this this time time. and And, uh stay tuned for the for the message message, pastor Pastor bruce Bruce Carter. carter
1: All right. okay. We're good when you are, Cheryl. Okay. Uh, this morning, I hope to present a message concerning, as you see the title, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, but I'm going to tell you, you see an asterisk behind it, three. I couldn't get any further than three, and I know I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The word of God is so rich that it takes a lot of time to get into his word, to expound upon it, and to relay it to our lives, your life, and mine. Can I get an amen? Amen. And speaking of this, before I go to the next number one, as you can see it, I was so moved by some people who I were talking to this morning, and it has nothing to do but it has to do with the exposition I hope to give this morning. And without further explanation, I met at least one or two people asking me, Can you lose your salvation? And that can be reflected in this message. I didn't intend to reflect this in this message, but it can if you coagulate what is going to be said in this message. Now, I'm going to give you a brief explanation to what I said to at least one person. Matter of fact, I'm going to repeat this again. I was so moved by the people I talked to this morning regarding this question. I'm going to let the word of God speak for itself. And I know there's uh, many other verses. And I'll just start. Can you lose your salvation? This is what Jesus had to say. I want to repeat this again. This has something to do with this message, at least on the peripheral level. What I mean is outside of it. Here I go. Here's what Jesus said. My sheep, say my sheep. my sheep, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no man will snatch them out of my, my hand. Look at this next verse. "My father, say my father. my father. I want to ask you this morning, is Jesus is God the Father your father? No, I', I better keep going. My Father, who was given them to me, given them to Jesus, is greater than all. Ah, I can't keep focused here and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I am my father. On oh, one, Can I get a witness? I know there's many other scriptures, and, I'm, and because I'm not really on this topic, but I felt that I should say something about it. Jesus himself said, no one can snatch them out of my father's hand, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. I and my father are one. Can I get a witness? Yes, Christians fall into sin. There's no doubt about it. Matter of fact, we as And as I told this person this morning, relaying to children, I asked him, that's right, it was a he, I said, do you have children? He said, no. Well, I said, many of us have children, and when our children go astray, they're still our children. Can I get an amen? Amen. And one of the ways that I can tell they're my children is by the blood. I don't care how much you try to say, no, I don't own that child. He's not mine. The blood. It. And I'm going to add this. The blood of Jesus Christ is what cleanses every born-again Christian. Can I get a witness? Amen. Now, I want to clear up another subject, and I know it only partially. Do good works save you. Thank you for saying that. According to Isaiah, all our good works, get this, all our good works are are filthy, disgusting rags. However, the New Testament and the Old Testament reveals that after we get saved, get that? After we are saved, our good works count. Can I get a witness? Amen. Now, how do you know that, Brother Bruce? Well, I'm going to let the word of God speak for itself again. I didn't intend to do this, but I felt it necessary that I do it. Second Corinthians chapter 5. This is Paul talking, by the way, because you're saved by God's grace and his grace alone does not give you Christians, that's right, we Christians are license to do anything, because God's going to chastise you and me as Christians. Right. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. He must be talking to Christians. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we also have as our ambition whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. One of the signs of a Christian is that you want to be pleasing to Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? And why do you want to do that? Because God the Holy Spirit prompts, stirs, I'll use another word, catapults you and me to live like we belong to Christ but let me go on and then we'll go on to the message for we must all who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one each one not groups, each one of us make be recompensed for his deeds in the body. Someday, Christian, you and I are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the beam of seat, and you're going to give an account of your life after you got saved. Can I get a witness? So good works do count after you are saved. That's why you and me as Christians ought to be going about spreading the awesome news of the great God and Savior. Where do do non-Christians end up? Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it from whose presence earth And heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books, according to their deeds. Their deeds. Now we're talking about deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in them. And death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they would judge every one of them according to their deeds. Then death and hell was thrown into the lake of fire. We're talking about sinners. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Let me ask you before I go into my message, and if I don't get through that, this message, so be it. Is your name written in the book of life? If you're not, you're lost. Can I get an amen? amen? Let me go on with this message. I felt that I needed to address that because some of us are confused, including me sometime about Where I'm going to spend eternity. I know where I'm going to spend eternity. How do you know? Are you bragging, Brother Bruce? No, I'm not bragging. And any Christian ought to have the certainty. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know. I'm going to say it again before I begin this sermon. Christianity is a religion of no soul because you have a relationship with the eternal I'm going to repeat that the eternal son of God can I get another amen, amen. let's go on Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verses 1 through 6 and I already told you when it got through verse 3 are there or are there not some common denominators in life and death for the righteous and the unrighteous number 2 If you are answering yes, there are some common things that happen to the righteous and the unrighteous. Then perhaps the following verse comes to your mind. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. How about it, Christian? Do you love your enemy? I'm going to tell you one thing. It's hard to love your enemy for those who don't have the Holy Spirit. Let me go on. Number three. But let's see what Solomon has to say. As we examine his thoughts from his under the sun viewpoint, notice that. You notice that I have that? His viewpoint is under the sun. That means an earthly point of view. Let's see what he has to say. And let's see what you have to say. Ecclesiastes chapter nine verses one through two. For I have taken all this to my heart and explained that righteous men, wise men, and their deeds are in the hand of God. Man does not know whether it will be love or hatred. Anything else awaits him. It is same for all. Is that true? Same for all, Solomon. There is one fate for the righteous and for the wicked, for the good for the clean and for the unclean, for the man who offers a sacrifice and for the one who does not sacrifice. As the good man is, so is the sinner. As the swearer is, so is the one who is afraid to swear. Number five, this is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that there is one fate for all men. One fate for all men. Hmm. Furthermore, the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil, and insanity is in their hearts throughout their lives. Afterwards, they go to the dead. For whoever is joined with all the living, there is hope. Surely a live dog is better than a dead lion. Number six For the living know they will die, but the dead do not know anything nor have they any longer a reward for their memory is forgotten. And number six, indeed their love, their hate, and their zeal have already perished, and they will no longer have a share in all that is done under the sun. Number seven, let's go back to verse one. For I have taken all this to my heart and explained that the righteous men, wise men, and their deeds are in the hand of the Lord. Man does not know whether it will be love or hatred. Anything awaits him. Number eight. Signs of God's love and displeasure seem to await them indiscriminately. Let me stop right there. The Son of God, the Son of Man. God the Father makes the sun to shine on the righteous. Oh, I know I'm saved. Look how many good things are happening to me. That is no assurance that you're saved. He makes the sun to shine on the good and the bad. It is impossible from the events befall a man in this life to determine his real character in the sight of God. I'm going to reach this later on, but I'm going to ask you to say the word real character. Real character. We're going to talk about that later on. Such statements must be understood only as criticism of the life from a human point of view. The preacher is contemplating life and death apart from the future judgment of which he afterwards emphatically speaks. Number nine. I'm still on verse one. For I have taken all this to my heart and explained it that the righteous men, wise men, and their deeds are in the hand of God. I'm going to go right back. No, I'm not going to read it again. And I'm probably getting ahead of myself. I'm going to say it again for those who are perhaps confused. Good deeds count. After you're saved, if you notice here, and their deeds are in the hand of God, man does not know whether it will be love or hatred, anything awaits him. Why do you keep talking about good deeds and hand of God, our, our, our lives are in the hand of God? Don't you know, whether you believe it or not, believer and unbeliever, your hand, your life is in the hand of God. Romans 11.36, For from him, speaking of God the Father, and through him and to him are all things, to him be the glory forever. God the Son, Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. You were created to give God glory and his Son. That's why we as Christians have so unrest when we're living in sin, because we're created for his glory. Can I get a witness? If you're here today, and I'm not trying to be harsh because I don't know your lifestyle, I'm not picking on anyone, if you're a Christian, and you're now living in sin, no wonder you don't have rest, because the Holy Spirit within you keeps on telling you, get back in fellowship with the Creator, get back, and you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Did I say he left you? No, I didn't say that. I said we're grieving, including me, the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Oh, nobody wants to talk, but I'm going to preach anyhow. I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm here to tell you what says the Lord. And don't you know, this is not in your nose, I'm going to be held accountable for what I preach from this pulpit before the Lord. And every preacher is, not just Brother Bruce, every preacher. And Christians, you're responsible for your behavior after you get saved. Why do you say that, Brother Bruce? Because it's true. He gave you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's longing. Actually, the Greek word is lust. In the King James Version, he lusts to do the will of God in your life. He keeps on urging you. This comes number eleven, Ro- regarding seventy-three. His name is Asaph. I had to look that up because I was calling him Asaph. Now listen what he says. Who's he? He wrote several so- uh, psalms, and this is what is a commentary on him, on Psalm seventy-three. Asaph' basic premise was correct. God is good. How many can say God is good? Say amen. He's good. He's been good to you. And somebody said all the time, God's been good to you all the time. All Sass' basic premise was correct. God is good. But when he pondered the success of the wicked and the sorrows of the righteous, he began to falter in his faith. It seemed that he was wasting his time and energy being faithful to God because the unfaithful received all the blessings. He did not realize that what he called good was not what God would call good. He was walking by sight and not by faith. That's what's wrong with some of us today. We're walking by sight instead of walking characteristic by faith let me go on the worshiper let me ask you a question and I don't have this in my notes what did you come to church today for did you come to worship the Lord and don't get me wrong I hope you just didn't come to get the breakfast. Can I get a witness? I hope you just didn't come to get the lunch. I hope you came to worship Jesus Christ. The turning point for Alsop came when he went into the sanctuary and started looking at the things from God's viewpoint. The important thing is not so much what you own or enjoy, but where you're going. What good is an easy death, verse 4, 73, chapter 73 of Psalms, if it ushers you into pain? We talked about that, the great white throne judgment. Let me repeat that. What good is an easy death if it ushers you into pain? When life seems unfair, take time to worship and get your spiritual vision properly focused. Can I get a witness? I was talking to one of my Christian brothers, maybe, I don't know, a week ago. He was having, oh, that's right, it was a he, and I would dare not name his, say his name because characteristics, that could be any of us. He said, I'm having trouble with my family. That's why I haven't be, been to church. That's why you should come to church, so we can help you. Don't come away from the church. Come to church. Put it this way. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and laden and burdened down, and I say the rest. We'll give you rest. 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 Alsap, number 13, realized that because he had God as his friend, he needed nothing else. He had more than the wicked, and what he had would last forever. Don't you know, Christian's That God wants to give you a reward, and it goes on into eternity. God would hold him, guide him, strengthen him, satisfy his spiritual desires, and one day take him to heaven. You read from what I from the scriptures: to be absent from the body, said rest is to be present with the Lord. We are not philosophers living on man's explanations. We are pilgrims. Christian, you're a pilgrim here. You're not going to be here forever. And I know there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. I know that. And don't you know the home of the Christian is going to be in that new heaven and new earth. We are not philosophers living on man's explanations. We are pilgrims living on God's promises. Let me ask you again. What are you living on? Are you taking man's advice? Or are you taking God's promises? He said, I would never leave you or forsake you. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that God doesn't leave us in our sin. I'm so glad that he... Paid the price for my sin. We are pilgrims living on God's promises, and His promises never, not sometimes, they never fail. So you're a wise guy, huh? A wise woman? Our highest wisdom. Our highest wisdom lies in conforming to the plan of God's providence. I need to say that for some of us. Notice I said us, including me. Our highest wisdom lies in conforming to the plan of God's providence and making his will the law of our being. As the righteous and the wicked are alike subject to suffering, I better stop right there. You get sick you have trauma so do the unrighteous there are some things in common suffering, misfortune, death we should not set our hearts on the uninterrupted enjoyments of earthly goods but cheerfully enjoy God's present gifts while we hold ourselves ready to part with them at his bidding number fifteen The result of our labors is at his disposal, and we ought to unite with the diligent use of means, a spirit resigned to his will and prepared for disappointment. In this world, labor for the good of others, however well-directed, is not always appreciated. I want to get something straight right now. You already know it already. Don't look for a thank you for everything you do. Can I get a witness? You might not get a thank you, but I'm going to put it this way God is writing it down. And we ought not to expect from our fellow men too much from ourselves. We must soon be done with them, and it becomes us to do the work which God puts in our hands. I'm going to say this. I don't know who I'm talking to. God has a design for your life, Christian. How close are you to following his will? How close? I'm going to repeat that. We must soon be done with time. And it becomes us to do the work which God puts into our hands with our might and lay up for ourselves a treasure in heaven number 16 I know this is a repeat I already said it I said it somewhere else signs of God's love and displeasure seem await them the righteous and the unrighteous indiscriminately I'll stop there <clears throat> No, I better not because I have something down here that I told you to mention before. It's about real character. It is impossible from the events which befall a man in this life to determine his real character. What's your real character? I I can't read your inside, and I don't want to read it. Sometimes I don't want to even read my own. What is it? Are you a new creation in Christ Jesus? Are you acting like you're a Christian? Or are you a real Christian? I know somebody who does know you. Number 17, the Lord Jesus knows our real character, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give each one of you according to your deeds." If you never get to know other people personally, if you're acting like you're Mr. Good Guy or Good Girl, God knows you, can I get a witness? And notice I said, God, what do you say that for? But, but this is about Jesus Christ that's because Jesus and the Father are one and they both know your heart and I'm going to repeat something that Brother Tom said yesterday, last week how shall we escape if you neglect say neglect You've been a Christian all this time, and you still don't read the Bible. You still don't say thank you. You still don't say your prayers. You're neglecting so great salvation. And God says, how shall you escape? No, I didn't say you lost your salvation, but you're going to lose your reward. Can I get a witness? And all the churches will know that I am he, that is Jesus, who searches the minds and hearts. There's only one person who can search your mind and dig down. Brother Oppelbach, we're talking about a Greek, a Hebrew word the other day. It means to dig down all the way to the bottom. God knows you. His son knows you, and that's why he can reward you according to your deeds. Notice I didn't say according to your salvation, because salvation, I'm going to say this again and again, and maybe it will pop into your head. Salvation is a gift. You cannot earn it. And if you could, you'd brag about it. Can I get a witness? But God's not accepting any braggadocios. It's the gift of God. Here's a Roman 119. Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and let your heart be pleasant during the days of your manhood and follow the impulses of your heart. Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and I put it in another version. Be pleasant during the days of your young manhood and follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of of your eyes. You know, yet know, that God will bring you to judgment. Say judgment. Okay, here you go again, Brother Bruce. You're such a dry preacher. (laughs) Be sure your sins will find you out. Yet know that God will bring you into judgment for all these things. Number 19. For I have taken all this to my heart. I'm going to explain the heart in a, in a minute or so, I think, and explain it that the righteous men, wise men, and their deeds are in the hand of God. Man does not know whether it will be love or hatred. Before I turn to the next page, say, Hand of God. God has had mercy on you and me. But he's going to say something. That's it. Are you kidding me? Is it the same for all? There is one faith for the righteous and for the wicked, for the good, for the clean and the unclean, for the man who offers the sacrifice and for the one who does not. As the good man is, so is the sinner. As the swearer is, so is the one who is afraid to swear. I'm going to put it this way. You must be kidding, Solomon. It's not the same. Do all things come alike to all? Twenty-one. There is verily true, but God often makes a difference. Say God makes a difference. Let me put it this way. Out of conduct. Has the Lord God made a difference in your life? What about your lifestyle? What about taking his name in vain? What about saying thank you before you eat dinner, supper, or breakfast? What about saying thank you when you get up in the morning? What about saying thank you, Lord, for saving my soul? Amen. There is verily, generally true, but God often makes a difference. And his faithful followers, say faithful followers. Are you faithful? And this is not in the notes, or are you standing off in the distance? Who are we? Notice I said we. I'm including myself. Who are we? But well, there are general blessings and general natural evils that equally affect the just and the unjust. But in this, all is right. The evils that are in nature are the effects of the fall. Don't you know that we fell in the garden? When Adam sinned, we all sinned, transmitted down to our sinful nature. Now, that's a hint to what I'm going to ask you a question later on. Nor does he design that his appropriation, I know it says approbation or disapprobation, shall be shown by any of these things. I'm going to say it again. Well, the Lord blessed me with $2,000 or... what it, it may He blessed me with a new car. That's no assurance that you're saved. You must place your faith in the eternal consequence of what the Lord Jesus did for you on the cross. That's your assurance. Because He makes His sun to shine on the wicked and the good, the just and the unjust. Don't base your salvation on blessings. Yes, I like to be blessed. I like to, do th- I, I, like, I like to be happy. I like to be joyful. Yes, I do. And you as Christians also. Every holy man has a testimony of God's approbation in his own heart, and this makes him truly happy. Let outward things be as they may, and in general, what the wicked suffer is the fruit of their own doings. But the general state of nature as to what is called natural evils is just as it ought to be. There is evil enough to show that man has fallen from God. Say fallen from God. fallen from God. If you don't realize that you've fallen from God, you can't be saved. You're already righteous. But the Bible tells me there's none righteous, no, not one. there is an evil enough to show that man has fallen from God and good enough to show that God deals with him in his mercy here's the passage the pastor Jack and I were talking about it this morning number 23 do you have a testimony here's one it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not can I get a witness I'm going to go back to that opening statement on page, on number 23. Do you have a testimony? If someone were to come up to you and say, you show a different sense or what, whatever they might say, do you have a testimony to, to give to them? Can you say something from the word of God, such as just read, it is the Lord's mercy that we, could you say that, that I'm not consumed? Could you say that? Or maybe you could give them a solid Bible verse. I've been saved by grace. I've been saved out of drugs. I've been saved out of crack house. I've been saved by Jesus Christ, through Jesus. Do you have a testimony? Every Christian should. Can I get a witness? If you've been saved, you ought to have a testimony. Whether it's short or long. It doesn't, you, maybe you don't even know the date. But you got a testimony. I'm not going to the next page until I talk about this a little bit more. You know one of my favorite verses, and I'm going to put it play it again. For by grace, you have been saved. Not will be saved, but you have been saved. And I'm going to add this for those who don't know it. And I'm not trying to be smart. It's in the perfect tense. It means something that happened in the past and still is on. So that means you've been saved by God's grace and you continue in God's grace. Can I get a witness? Let me put it this way to make it real practical. And you can raise your hand. How many know how to ride a bike? Raise your hand. Sure you do. What happened is you started in the past and you still know how to ride a bike. Can I get a witness? A perfect dance bike rider. You're supposed to laugh at that, but you didn't. <laughs> it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. It didn't say this. It is the Lord's mercies. <clears throat> it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because of our good deeds. Because it says of his mercies. I don't know if you've ever been around the older people, but you hear them saying, Lord, have mercy. They got a testimony. Yes, I'm going to wipe my hands this time. I might be able to wash my hands. But there's somebody who washed me clean. His name is Yeshua. That's the Jewish name for Jesus, and this is only temporary. But He gave me a, an eternal cleansing. Can I get a witness by His blood? Once again, are you kidding me? There is an evil under. that's done under. Uh, let me slow down. There is an evil. Where you at, Marge? Okay, you're supposed to tell me to slow down. She did actually. Oh. Didn't hear okay. <laughs> there is an evil in all that is done under the sun; that there is one fate for all men. No kidding, one fate for all men. Yeah. Okay. We both die. We both suffer. We both have all kinds of physical problems. Yes, yeah, that's true so far. Furthermore, the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil and insanity is in their hearts throughout their lives. Afterwards, they go to the dead. I told you I was going to give you a definition on the heart. This is from Harper's College Study Bible. In biblical terms, the heart is the spiritual center of the self, the ultimate source of thought, will, emotion, and action. And he cites Proverbs 423, which reads, watch over your heart with all diligence, for out it flow, for from it flow the springs of life. One of the ways that you as Christians, and all Christians, is to study, to show yourself approved. A workman that needs I forgot the last part of it. N- to Not to be ashamed. And the last part is what? Rightly right. dividing right. the right. word of truth. The word will cleanse you. And I'm so glad that c- this coming week, some people are coming here on Wednesday. They're starting to study the Bible. And don't you, uh, for, uh, a study Bible course. Others are coming on Monday, and you're welcome. To come, that starts at four o'clock. There's another one at five thirty on Thursday. You're welcome to come. Study to show yourself approved. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. The Harvard Bible Study also cites Jeremiah seven twenty four, where the word heart is translated will. I'm going to explain that right now. How much time I got, Pastor? Time? I can't see. I can't see the reflection. Okay. <clears throat> In his own... Tra- Amen. Let's make a brief comparison of several translations beginning with Harper's. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear. I'm saying so many things that I didn't have meant to say, and I think the Lord wants me to say them. Can I get an amen? When you're led by the Holy Spirit, he's going to say things through you that you never thought you would say. But it's according to the word of God. Yet they did not obey or incline their heart, but in their stubbornness, say stubbornness. Are you stubborn Christian? Yeah. Good. I'm glad some of you admit it. Are you stubborn? You don't want to do anything for the Lord. You, you have no time for it. you got time to watch the TV. you got time to watch the football game. you got time to watch the basketball game. But you have no time for Jesus. Let me put it this way. What a pity. Let's get back to that word heart. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but in their stubbornness of their evil will. That's the same word as heart, but he translated as will. Don't you know your wills involve who you're going to worship? you got to want to do something, and the Holy Spirit will help you. But if you're too stubborn, don't get me wrong, I hope I'm not uh, he can help you. Can I get a witness? He can prompt you, but if you're so stubborn, he just lays back and says, Okay, I'll wait till you're ready. They walked in their own councils and looked backward rather than forward. And what about you? You still looking backward? Or are you looking forward? Here's Jeremiah 24 again, 724. But they hearken not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels, and in their imagination of their evil heart. That's the same word as will. And went backward and not forward. Okay, you're getting tired of me, but I'm going to give you another one. And They have not hearkened or inclined their ear, and they walk in their counsels, in their stubbornness, or their evil heart or will and are and are for backward. what are you Christian? Do you want to go back to your old ways because you enjoy us so much? We should God forbid. God forbid that you want to go back into the world and not forward. Here's my last one. I know I repeated this. I'm not going to repeat it, but here it is again. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear. Let me ask you. Christian? Sinner? Let me deal with the sinner first. And I know I'm taking that out of context, so I don't want any mail. Can I get a witness? Behold, I'm standing at the door, and I'm knocking. But you, your will, you have to let me in. Can I get with this? Jesus is knocking at the door. The Alpha, and I'm not going to complete the list, and the Omega. He's knocking at your door. He's asking, will you let me in so I can come in and dwell with you and you can be a new creation in Christ Jesus. I want to have to rest it up and I have a dinner. Jesus wants to have a dinner with you. Amen. But you won't let him in because you're too stubborn. Let me ask you, I'm going to turn the page. Uh, don't turn the page back there until I tell you. Number 30. Based on what you just heard from the Word of God, when you were born, was your heart and my heart, that's right, was it a blank space? That is, neither good nor evil, or did it become good or evil over a period of time? When you, I'm going to ask you another, the same question. Go ahead, brother. When you, born, when you were born, let's see if he's right. When you and I were born, was your heart and my heart a blank space, a tabula rasa, nothing there. It's just it's all because of the environment. I was, I was good for my birth. Thank you. Here's what number 31 says. Deanna, get ready. The heart is deceitful, and desperately wicked. I, I didn't quote it right. I'm quoting uh, James. From the, the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I said this to myself when I was printing this out. That's why. You and I meet a savior. Well, I I don't like the way that sounds, I was a sinner from birth. I'll say it again. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? Well, that doesn't say I was a sinner at birth. If you don't believe that, just read Psalm. And I'm not going to read it. David says, I was sinner from birth. In sin did my mother conceive me. Can I get a witness? Ladies and gentlemen, whether you believe it or not, I want to brag on the man, the son of man, who came to seek and to save that which was lost. How about it? Are you saved or are you lost? Do you have a testimony or no testimony? Who are you? God knows. His son knows. Do you know? Can I get a witness? Someday, I'm going to stand before Christians. You're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It does make a difference, Solomon. It makes a difference. And if you're lost, I'm warning you now. No, that's not too popular, Pastor Alpabot. It's not too popular to tell people that they're going to be separated from God forever. But that's what the Word of God says. And I'm going to preach the Word to keep me out of trouble. Fearful thing. Well, I'm just going to die. It's over. I'm going to raise my fist to you, God. I did everything I wanted to do, and I'm just dead. You believe that lie? Go ahead. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. But on the other hand, Christians, blessed are those. Come into my kingdom. No, I'm not going to give you an invitation. You do that with God in your own time. Not in your own time. As soon as you can. Can I get a witness? You don't wait because tomorrow you and I, that's right, tomorrow you and I might not be here. Somebody said in the Bible, there's only one step between you and death. There's only one step. You're only one heartbeat away from time and eternity. One heartbeat. Either you're going to stand before the Holy One of God or you're going to stand separated from God forever. What a frightful thought. Dear Lord, you gave me this message warning Christians. That's me and everybody who's a Christian. And warning the sinner where we're headed. There's not one fate to all. The word of God makes a difference. Even Solomon at the end makes a difference. In the name above all names, in Yeshua.